Hey everyone, this is Bob Leahy at Life Church in Chico, California. Welcome to the Midweek Pastors Podcast. This is a way for us to go beyond the sermon through conversation, questions and answers, deep dives into topics, and interviews. Whether it be in your car, at the gym, or hiking in Upper Park, we hope that this podcast really encourages and equips you wherever you're at. Hello there, everyone. This is another Pastors Podcast, and I'm Pastor Chris Reyes along with Pastor Bob Leahy. And today we have our special guest, Jessica Ordaz. Hi, Jessica. Hello. (laughs) We have been talking about the things of the Spirit, and Lana, as well as Pastor Jeff, have launched us into the series and discussion about the Spirit-filled life. What does it mean? What does it look like? And so... We want to be able to take our stories, each one of us, those of us especially on staff and those of us who've been pastors, and say, hey, we walked this awkward path just like the rest of you. Like, what is the Spirit? How do you walk in the Spirit? How do you know you're filled with the Spirit? And the best thing we can do is kind of share our testimonies. We all have different backgrounds. I came from a Catholic background, and Jessica, you came from a... Baptist, Southern Baptist. Southern Baptist Mm -hmm. background. And so coming into an understanding of not just the Holy Spirit, because obviously that's a, the Trinity is a very solid doctrine in mm-hmm. the Baptist yes. denomination, but more of this external experience of being filled with the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit, things right. like that. So how, how old were you when you became a Christian, and then how much longer after that did you start to understand this concept of being filled with the Spirit or baptized in the Spirit? Yeah, so I was a pastor's daughter when I was born into Mm. that. So when I was nine at a Easter dramatic presentation of Jesus dying on the cross, I really felt that personal conviction that he died for me and I had sinned. And so I made a salvation um, response when I was nine. And then I was saying that to somebody the other day that I was really scared of being baptized in water, but I knew that was like the very next step, but it took me three years to Mm -hmm. actually uh, take that step. So then I was 12 and then I figured I was good. I did Mm -hmm. everything that I thought there was to do and I prayed and I did, you know, read my Bible and did all those things. Um, But years later, you know, went through my high school years and all of that. um, Finally, when I was... 21, um, when I was met my previous husband, he was Pentecostal and started talking to me about that and just said, this is something, this is an experience for you that God wants for you. And I was like, "Eh, I don't, I've, I've been a Christian a while. I don't think I need to do Mm -hmm. that, but Mm -hmm. I'm open. If that's from God, that's fine. So I had a very Mm half-hearted view of Mm -hmm. that and like, sure, God, I'm open, but whatever. And kind of prayed about it like you know just again very half-hearted about it and then we went to a four-square church in Orland for a Pentecost service Mm. and everybody was there just talking about you know the day of Pentecost and you know worship and teaching and then they asked if people there hadn't received the baptism of the Holy Spirit if they would like to and so again I was like okay Lord you know if if that's what you have for me so I laugh about that too. There mm-hmm. really was not a fervent desire on my part, right. but I was open and it was a cool experience. I really can't explain it well, but it just seemed like 
I opened my eyes and I just felt the presence of the Holy Spirit and even kind of felt like I saw like this mm -hmm. cloud in the room. It was just, I think back going, really, was that it? But yeah, I, that was the experience I had. And then they just encouraged people to start, you know, to, to ask for the baptism of the Holy Spirit to receive that. And then just to kind of start speaking whatever words came to your mind. And mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I thought that was all very strange and weird, but I thought again, was open to that. And so some words just started bubbling out. It was like much like babbling, just mm -hmm. very simple, mm -hmm. like one syllable over and over and over. So I did that and I thought, okay, that was all very strange, but kind of great. And mm -hmm. so I just felt peace about it. And I was like, okay, Lord, I guess that was from you and cool. But then I just, after that kind of used it kind of as a checkbox also, mm -hmm. you know, unfortunately, and didn't really understand all of it around mm -hmm. it. Just like, okay, good. I got that too. Great. You know, yeah. next. Um, but it wasn't until, you know, probably a few years later after that, where I started to understand really what that meant and what does, you know, the gift of the Holy Spirit look like? What does baptism mean? What does the empowerment mean? All those pieces really came later and really the gift of speaking in tongues, um, and how it edifies yourself. And mm -hmm. so there's many times where I didn't know what to pray and felt mm -hmm. stuck in that and just started practicing speaking in tongues. And I say practicing because it, much like speaking, right. it was not something that I was fluent, quote unquote, in. And as mm -hmm. I practiced it more, the words became more complex and mm -hmm. I could do it more easily before I was like, had to be in kind of a, really deep, you know, spiritual moment where I'm like, okay, I think I'm going to speak in tongues now, you know, and, and then it's just become more natural. And I often will just naturally shift into that while I'm in prayer sessions. It just flows out of me now as I mm. understand, um, yeah, just more naturally what that looks like in my life. So from that kind of initial experience that you had at that Foursquare Church, and it wasn't a an, a checking of the box in a disrespectful way. It right. was like, okay, mm -hmm. got it. That was that was cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then it expanded over a period of time, right? To where you got a deeper understanding mm -hmm. of what it was to be filled with the Spirit. So not just speaking in tongues, right. but whether what other areas of your life would you say were were expanded or transformed mm -hmm. or open to you that hadn't been before. Yeah, I think just even an understanding of listening to the truth of the Holy Spirit. You know, we've talked about that when I've been on podcasts before, being able to decipher what's the truth and what are lies. And so when you have that, it really helps kind of um, hear his voice, the Holy mm -hmm. Spirit's voice mm -hmm. and conviction a lot faster, I think. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to discern those truths quicker and hear his voice and know that that was from him. And then just other gifts where it was like we talk about in our life tracks, you know, this this tool belt of mm -hmm. gifts that mm -hmm. can be given to you to minister to others because that's the purpose of it, right? Mm -hmm. To empower you to be able to minister. And so there have been times where there was no way that I would have known things about people, you know, words of knowledge or prophetic, um, you know, words during some pictures during a prayer session mm -hmm. or things like that, um, you know just 
being able to do the things that weren't in my own natural self or personality that I knew were empowered from the supernatural piece of it. So, and even more freedom and worship. I mean, all kinds of things. It just really expanded and deepened my relationship with God in all of his persons by being able to have that. So, um, yeah. But none of your... uh Again, we're not in any way diminishing the Baptists or the mm, Baptist yeah. denomination or their beliefs, but your experience growing up, it it wasn't that they spoke, you know, badly or or about the things of the spirit, but it just was not highlighted. It wasn't something right. So it wasn't as if you were told, hey, don't do this. Mm -hmm. It just was like, we don't do that. Right. So my parents, my mom was saved and she was saved into the assembly of God. So she very much had, you know, the baptism of the Holy Spirit and all those experiences. And my dad was saved. It was all during the Jesus movement. And my dad was saved into the Baptist church and and then went to, they met at the um, Golden Gate Theological Seminary. Mm -hmm. um, And that was Southern Baptist. So my dad was open to those things much in the same way that I was at that time. Like, yeah, that's fine. You know, and my mom had that, but in our churches and denomination, there were certainly people who did not believe that the gifts of the spirit were uh, in operation still. Mm -hmm, They, mm -hmm. I had heard, you know, the quote speaking in tongues is from the devil. So there, there were definite messages on that and not from my parents, but from people in our, other people, sure. in our church. And so the way they understood the scripture or things that they had heard and, you know, whatever experiences they had. So I definitely had those messages. So I think that was part of my reticence to that because I'm like, well, there's people out there that don't believe right. in this and us. So I'm just not sure. So that was just kind of my, mm, okay, God, if it's from you, then you'll make this happen kind of thing, quote unquote. So, um, but prior to that, yeah. you had never experienced things that were so strange or weird that made you say, wow, I'm never going to do that. That's no. just, that's no, just too I was bizarre. always fascinated. I, and I, th- I would, we would go sometimes to more charismatic churches and even there was a movement in the Southern Baptist. Uh, I can't remember the time, um, frame of that when I was a child though, that was a, a move towards more charismatic. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I just thought that was so fascinating and interesting. And of course I knew my mom's background. And so there was a, there was a draw, like I said, an openness mm-hmm. to that, but nothing that was frightening to me about that. It was mm-hmm. just foreign to me. I mm-hmm. just hadn't. So then, you know, of course, later on we went to the vineyard with mm-hmm. you and just started going to prayer, um, you know, sessions and prophetic conferences and just kind of was like, all right, Lord, I just am curious about all this. And I, I realized for me, I could easily judge that and kind of shift into, you know, my childhood and some of those mm-hmm, negative messages mm-hmm. that I had. So I really had to guard my heart and say, I want to be open to this. And of course, we all know there's excesses on the other sure. side of that too, where it isn't from the Lord. But I didn't want to just go in and immediately uh, discount it just because I wasn't comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so right. I think that was the piece where I became more comfortable as I tried and I practiced. And I, always say that our churches are really good places to practice. I remember right. you, you saying yeah. that, like, it's yeah. a practice. It's not something which I thought before. It was like, once you had that, like, that's it. It almost like took you over or something. You know, mm-hmm. there's a nervousness right. about that to, for me. 
And once I realized it's just a process, you still have to be yourself Mm -hmm. within it and you can choose to or not to choose, you know, to do certain things. So I think the more I understood it, because I'm a very much of understanding type of person, (laughs) I need to know things. So as I knew and practiced it in a safe environment, it, it now has become just a beautiful part of my life. Right. And, and you, would you say though, the, one of the benefits spiritual benefits of being filled with the spirit and baptized in the spirit is you use the word discernment that that, that increase mm-hmm. your ability to discern yeah not just discern what was happening maybe in a room or in a prayer session but understanding the scripture better would you mm-hmm. say that that yeah definitely because i understood things a certain way the way they were taught to me as a child mm-hmm. and then as i've learned and you know grown in being around others that look at the scriptures differently and have that Holy Spirit, um, you know, understanding, then yeah, it has definitely opened my eyes to be like the the living and active, the real piece of the scripture, mm-hmm. not just understanding it again in a very, you know, cognitive head oriented mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's a powerful testimony, but I also think it's so important. There's a lot of you who are listening right now that you're saying, hey, that's kind of my story, that you grew up in a denomination or a church. They didn't necessarily uh, bash the whole idea of the Spirit or speaking in tongues or being filled with the Holy Spirit, but it wasn't really something that was advocated for. I think the power of, of what Jessica has just shared is that it helps you realize that that longing, that craving, that desiring to move in the Spirit is something that God wants you to have. So, you know, I just want to challenges I've done in previous podcasts is to take a moment now, take some time today and really make sure that you've asked the Spirit of God to fill you to an overflowing and giving God the permission to use you and speak to you and flow through you. That's our greatest desire uh, in in our podcast, but in these specific ones that the Spirit-filled life would become a reality for you. So Jessica, thanks for sharing your testimony. And uh, we're going to be continuing to talk about the things of the Spirit in future podcasts, so make sure you tune in. Other than that, have a wonderful week. Peace out. Thank you for giving us a listen to this week. If there's anything that you'd like to hear on this podcast in the future, if you have questions, or if you'd like to hear us interview someone, please send us an email at info at lifechurchchico.org. Have a blessed week.